This morning I, I got a, a phone call from Colleen. Everybody knows Colleen. Most everybody knows Colleen. Colleen, would you just stand up for a second with that baby? This is Colleen. She is our neighbor. And I guess she called me this morning and said, oh, well, she didn't call me. She called Renee, but me being her loyal and faithful assistant, I answered her phone. <laughs> and it was Colleen. She was a little stunned because it was even my morning voice, so it was considerably lower than Renee's. But, uh, she says, uh, wow, have you seen the sunrise this morning? She said, I've, I've been watching that. And so I went right to my, she said, it's stunning, it's stunning. So I, I went out, out and looked out my, my front door, my front, not my front door, the windows by the door. I stood there and then I even stepped into my office to look at that stunning sunrise this morning and all I saw was little bits of light because there were just, from my perspective, from where I was looking, way too many obstructions. It's like, beautiful sunrise. I can see undoubtedly that there is a beautiful sunrise that's coming, but I can only get a hint of it because she had an, an unequal, unfair perspective because her vantage point was probably 15 feet higher than mine. And I was just thinking how, how relative sometimes that, that this is, because see, she has this prayer room in the upstairs of her house, and then there's this, oh, wow, Drew, Katie, so good to see you guys, and that brand new baby, two and a half, less than three weeks old. Oh, God bless you guys, just took my breath there for a second. Drew and Katie with that brand new baby, and Rick and Lisa with a brand new hip. <laughs> so, good to have both of you guys back, it's like... Okay, so, wow, that was a rabbit trail and a half, wasn't it? Anyway, I was just shocked when I saw them. It's like, so, so good. You picked a great Sunday to be back. Powerful stuff. So I was just thinking about that perspective. It's like, wow, she is in her prayer room seeing this sunrise from a completely different perspective than me. I'm looking out and seeing a lot of obstacles between me and all that beauty. And she's looking and just telling me from her, again, I say prayer room perspective. It's like, oh, this is stunning. It's beautiful. You have to see it. It's like, you know what? I feel like that as Christians, we have, we have the ability to go to that higher, higher place to be able to see the beauty in what's happening in our world in front of us. It's like, instead of, I know it's got to be coming, I see a small, 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 small hint that there's a sunrise coming, but I'm just going to have to believe you, Colleen, that it is a stunning sunset. I'm going to have to believe what you have just shared because I know you're seeing it from a much higher perspective than me. I think that there are people, prophets, there, there are prophets in the land that end up getting a vision of a higher perspective before most of the rest of us do. Everybody agree with that? 
Now, there are people that definitely get, get a sneak peek first. They get God share something with them first before he ends up sharing it with the rest. And they, in that opportune place that they have that God shares, because most of big events that are actually coming, that are happening, come to the prophets first. You agree? I see. I want ten people agree. Do you agree that, 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 yeah, that God speaks through the prophetic voices? And I, I was thinking a couple things as I, as Colleen shared this with me this morning, and, and it's like the Lord started speaking to me, and it's like, wow, wow, hmm, hmm, a higher perspective. Sometimes it's so important that we end up able to rise above all of the obstruction, all of the junk that we see, so we can truly see the beauty of what God has for us without the obstruction with the junk, but we can allow so much to become in our, when we're in the trench, not looking up, or moving ourselves into a different place and perspective, like moving up into the prayer room. Spending our time in prayer, in the presence, seeing things from, through the eyes of Jesus from his perspective. Now, again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to refer now back to, back to prophets, where so many prophets get to hear first. And it's really interesting that last week, Barb and I were on the telephone together, and I shared this, this little goofy vision thing that I had had with you guys last, last Sunday, where, uh, because we were talking about the, the prophetic, and, and so oftentimes people with a prophetic gift, or any spiritual gift, that God might give you, how important it is that we develop our legs, our character, to be able to carry that gift, to be able to stand strong in the time of the storm and and of the adversity when the winds come and, and all. Everybody with me here so far? How important that the little vision that I saw was someone carrying around the, the gift, a big gift, an amazing gift with just like little chicken legs, and it was staggering around and tipping over here, tipping over here, and then it fell right over on its face. And it's like, wow, <laughs> you know how important it is that we establish the security, some firm legs, not chicken legs. That we're able to stand firm on what we believe from God's perspective. So, and I, this, this couple days ago, yesterday or, or day before, I ended up hearing and reading some, it's like, oh, there are some prophets that I believe that I think are, are, are accurate, they're viable, they have a, a track record and a history of, you know, of being accurate. And some of them have written letters of apologies. It's like, oh, man. What in the world? This, this is really discouraging, uh, disappointing, and discouraging because this is this is at least a couple prophets that I've that I've really looked up to and believe the words that they say, and I still do. I'm just disappointed that I think sometimes that gift that that they have that they carry just doesn't quite have enough character yet. But God's working on all of us. He's working on all of us. So I'm not ready to throw rocks or cast judgment 
on someone that has given a prophecy and then apologized for it because I want to just share a little more to, to, to build on this. And it's like when we go Old Testament and the spies, the dozen spies that went into the promised land, if you study that, each one of those spies was chosen as a leader from the tribe, from the tribe that they were a part of. This was a bunch of leaders that went out into the land. It wasn't just, well, let's just draw straws or let's just choose. A bunch of leaders went out that, that were trusted leaders, and they went out to spy the land. And this was a land that God had promised them, right? The promised land, full of milk and honey. And they went out and they looked and they saw, they came back, but... Ten of them, there was just way too much obstruction in front of them to end up hearing the report of the Lord, believing the report of the Lord, and being ready to act on the report of the Lord. Two said, we can do this. We believe the report of the Lord, not what we just saw. You know, I'm talking about looking out, and Colleen's talking about, oh, there's this amazing, there's this beautiful sunrise that's coming up. And I just see a bunch of trees and houses and a little bit of light. Because my perspective, I let those things that I saw get in my way. And I, if I could have gone over to her house or I could have climbed up on my roof and I would have seen what she saw from a higher elevation. It's like it is believing the word that we have been given. Scripture says, I don't have time to get into a, a lot of the scripture. Well, I better go ahead and make, make reference here. I didn't pass any, I'm just going to have to be completely honest here. I didn't give any scriptures because I didn't have any scriptures because this wasn't planned this way this morning. It's amazing how, how God just brings things together when we turn it over and trust in the Holy Spirit. One of the things is that, that I... I say preach and teach is be ready in season, out of season, but that's a lot more difficult to do than it is to teach. <laughs> so here we are, trusting and believing in, in Holy Spirit and some of the things that he was even just showing me this morning and, and, and yesterday. So, so wow. It, <clears throat> number, or due to first Deuteronomy one thirty. It's God is speaking to His people, and He said, the "God, He is the God who goes before you to fight for you." Now that was the plan that God was going in to prepare the way for them to go into the promised land. But they couldn't see that; they couldn't even understand it because of everything that they saw in front of them. It also says that the God that in, in Deuteronomy 24, the God that is going with you, he, I will be with you always and I will fight with you and for you. It's like believing the prophets. The three, the three prophets recently that ended up sending letters of apology out to the, to the people. I'm thinking, now how and why? It's like, if you listen to in, in our situation, and I just want to speak to our situation and I'd just love to bring some peace into that because I still believe there have been so many prophetic words. You know, I never heard one single prophetic word saying that Biden would be our president, but I heard many prophetic words saying that Trump would have four more years. Now, 
I'm not trying to make this a political rally or anything. I'm talking about prophets and believing what the prophets have said. And I'm disappointed that some of the prophets apologized before this is completely rolled out. It's like, it reminds me again of the children of Israel. Like, man, they, they knew, they, they had seen, they had been given the promise. They saw many, many, many miracles before that time. But all of a sudden, it's like, oh, I don't think we can do this. Look at all of the obstructions out there. There's giants in the land. It's like, man, there is definitely giants the media giants, the <laughs> a lot of stuff. But I believe the Word of God will stand. Now, <laughs> Dale said something the other day that he says, man, we always have to remember, Lynn, majority doesn't rule. <laughs> majority doesn't rule. God rules. Omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient, God rules. He's not surprised. And so I firmly believe. Now I, I want to share a little something that was kind of on my heart early this morning. It's like, I, I think that so much of this whole thing has just been an attack on the church. A really big attack on the church. Man, I mean... Bar, at, at some points, bars and strips, clubs could be open or, or, or liquor dispensaries, but the church is shut down. It's like, come on. Is this not isolation of the church to be shut down, closed down, have the doors closed? Do you believe that? It's been an attack on the church and on our freedoms. And on our freedoms, so much of that, you know, our, our religious freedoms have been, it's like, yet yeah, no church, no church, no church, shut the church down. No more than 10 people meeting. I mean, we've just seen so much of that. And there, if, my goodness, if you are listening, not listening to some of the right reports, it's just overwhelmed. The information that's out there saying it's over, it's done, it's over, it's done. You can be overwhelmed by that to the point that we begin to believe the lie. And because, because it has been an attack on the church, I, I believe that, you know, there's a lot of career politicians. Everybody say career politicians. That are more worried about being able to be elected again in two years or the next time it comes around. Making sure that their people are happy, or at least the people that are around them that, that, that fund them and do their fundraising and all, are happy. That's who they're having to answer to, is the people that control them by the finances, by the money. Well, unfortunately, and I am not throwing rocks at the institution of the church or those that prophets or anybody that's on TV, but I'm just saying that we can end up seeing the same thing that happens in the political arena happening in the church. Because, because, and then I'm going to share just a little bit personally. I listened to... Uh, Stephen Furtick here, oh, a few years ago, he preached a message where he went around and he surveyed several of other pastors from T.D. Jakes to, I mean, you know, the mega pastors in the mega churches. And, and, and what he was saying, in fact, I think this was at a conference. I don't think that, uh, that where Stephen was leading a, a portion of it for pastors. And he said, even of these mega church preachers, most of them only two out of five times 
feel like they had a successful message. And so I, I think about that. It's like Jeff came over, in fact, and he goes, man, I'm sorry about it. It's like, sorry, no, no. That was perfectly in order. It was perfectly in God's will. It was an amazing message, but sometimes we look and we, we expect a response. So if I look at, if, if I'm preaching a message and I'm one of those that have finally come to the place having to realize that it's not about pleasing the people or what their response is. If I'm obedient to what God gives me, and if I will share that with you, should not matter to me what your reaction is or, or something, but that is a hard thing to do. So I'm trying to say we need to give these prophets some slack because there is not only a peer pressure, but there's a, like, what if they won't listen to me anymore? I got 20,000 viewers. I got 10,000 viewers or something. Now I'm going to be looked at as a false prophet because he did not become the president. We, we get up here and, and preach, and it's like, oh, I blew it. I blew it. I thought for sure that that was the word that you gave me to preach, and I tried it, and the response just wasn't there. So ah, I blew it, so we go home and beat ourselves up. I believe that that's exactly what happened to these prophets that ended up creating their, their apology letters that said, you know, I apologize, I apologize. I've been right so many times, but I missed it here because there was just so much pressure, both on, on the viewership that they have and really, they have to rely on that for income. Everybody understand? It's like, we have to be really careful because we want to continue to hear those prophetic voices. And if the enemy can end up then creating division in the church because they say, oh, a false process, you can't even listen to those guys. They're, they're, it will make them look even stupider now when and I say this prophetically, when Trump ends up signing up to end up fulfilling another four-year term. But the sad part of that is that they will be even further discredited. It's like, did you not believe that you heard the Word of God when you shared that? Are you a false prophet? It causes even the people in the body of Christ to look at them. And so the enemy is out there. I'm just talking about not just trying to, you know, just trying to shut the church down, discredit the church in any way that he possibly can. So we need to be praying for those prophets, for those prophetic voices, because God, God does indeed use them, speak through them, but the enemy, the big media, and the peer pressure, even from other Christians around them, causes them to just cave. So we need to pray for them. Can we just do that right now? Father, and then I, I'm going to, uh, yeah, we'll pray for them right now. Father, I just thank you for, I just thank you for the fivefold ministry. It's it amazing that uh, Jeff is a, a missionary, that he's, he is called to be an evangelist. And he got up here and shared the evangelist gift with us this morning. And I just speak blessing over Jeff and Rachel. 
over their ministry, over their health, over this amazing little baby that they're running around with, little Reese, that you would bless them, that you would keep them healthy, that you would keep them on track, that you would continue to speak to them, and that Jeff and Rachel would walk in the authority that you've called them to. I bless them in Jesus' name. And I just think for these, for these prophets that are feeling so beat up right now, that they've just had all the juice squeezed out of them, they've been pressured from all sides, they're beating themselves up and let, allowing the enemy to beat them up right now, that you would strengthen them, that you would encourage them, God, that they would raise their voices to you, put their sights on you, not all of the distractions that they look out there and, and, and begin to see, God, but that you would put the salve on their eyes that they can see clearly, so that they can see clearly, God, into that realm once again, that they will not allow the enemy to come in to defeat them, to end up quelling, squashing what you're doing in them and through them, God. Restore, restore, restore and refresh. Strengthen those weak legs right now that they would be able to stand firm, stand strong on what they hear from you. And we just give you thanks. We just give you praise for who you are, all you do, the God of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. We put our trust in you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want to, I was just, just reading this morning in uh, Passion Translation. I got a brand new and big print. Don't even have to use glasses for, uh, for Christmas. Thank you, thank you. I'm going to start with a, the fourth chapter of Ephesians. Read this just briefly last Sunday. Eleventh verse. Fourth chapter, eleventh verse of Ephesians. Out of the Passion Translation. And he, Jesus, has appointed some with grace to be apostles, some with grace to be prophets, some with grace to be evangelists, and some with grace to be pastors. And I am so grateful right now, Lord, for each one of these gifts that you give to the church and that your will be done through each of them as we got to experience through Jeff and Rachel just this morning. And some with grace to be teachers, and their calling is to nurture and prepare all the holy believers to do their own works of ministry. And as they do this, they will enlarge and build up the body of Christ. These grace ministries will function until we all attain oneness into the faith, until we all experience the fullness. <laughs> oh, your fullness. Till we all experience the fullness of what it means to know the Son of God. And finally, we become one into a perfect man with the full dimensions of spiritual maturity and fully developed into the abundance of Christ. And then, everybody say, and then. And I believe this to be a, a swift then. And then our immaturity will end. It's like, no more children. We're not going to be kids anymore. We're going, to, we're going to grow up into maturity. And 
our immaturity will end and we will not be easily shaken by trouble. <laughs> we will not be easily shaken by trouble. Let's just say together, we will not be shaken. Again, we will not be shaken. Amen. We will not be easily shaken by trouble nor led astray by novel teachings or by the false doctrines of deceivers who teach clever lies. And we are seeing so many lies right now. It is so important that we keep our eyes on Jesus and that we do listen to his prophets. But we, the church, are the ones to end up judging the words of those prophets. But those prophets, again, I say, as we talk about the gifts that are available out there, that we need to have such a firm and a strong foundation in his word, in his word, in our prayer closet, in our prayer room, that we know the truth and that we have the character and the legs to stand on that truth. Not be led, not be by those who teach false doctrines and who teach clever lies, but instead we will remain strong and always sincere in our love as we express the truth. All our directions and ministries will flow from Christ and lead us deeper into him, the anointed head of his body, the church. Tim, would you grab the microphone? I want you... And everybody, let's, let's stand together. And I, we just need to pray over our nation, for our, our president, our leadership right now, and to pray over our nation. Uh, John, would you, would you come up here? Like, am I like, you got something to share from there? No. Oh. I would like Tim to, to, to pray over our nation and over our, our leaders, and I'd like you specifically to pray for our president. Can you imagine what, his, what him and his family is going through right now? So, Tim. Yeah, so, Father, we thank you. We thank you most of all that we live in this a great, great United States of America. And we are saying that this morning, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would shake, stir, set on fire to burn out the lies of the enemy. Yes. To burn out the lies, the, the lies from the enemy, the agenda from the enemy. And we are saying, Lord, that you would give your church, your body, spiritual eyes to see through heaven's perspective. That we would see and we would love as Christ loves. That we would love um, the hate out of people. We would love all, <laughs> yeah. the, all the, the lies out of people. That we would show forth your glory as it moves and shakes and moves through us and in us. So let us be your hands and your feet, God, as we take revival to this nation yes, revival yes. to our congress people revival to our senate 
revival to our um to our to our mayors our governors to this treasure valley to the state of idaho god to the surrounding states that let revival start here in valley church and it moves throughout to oregon that they need a revival in washington god that they need revival in california god that they need revival and that it would sweep across our whole entire nation lord this morning we pray for fresh eyes we pray for fresh fresh revival we pray for holy spirit downloads into our congress into our senate into vice president pence we say lord that you would move and shake him stir him uh, and revive him this morning lord and to to every single it doesn't matter what part of the political aisle that we're saying it's going to be one nation under god it's going to be one nation under god so we proclaim it we declare it this morning we proclaim it and we declare it that we are coming back to the to the one name that's above every other yes, name. Yes, no other name Jesus, that we're going to be saved. No other name is going to revive us this morning in the United States of America. So we believe it, Jesus. We believe it this morning in your name. Father God, we come before you right now, God, on behalf of our president. God, you've molded this man. You've you've prepared him for this battle, God. Father, I pray right now, God, that you would strengthen him. God, that you would that you would give him supernatural discernment right now, God. Yeah. Him and all the patriots, God, that are fighting for our nation right now, God, for our world, God. Father God, I ask that you would touch him, God, and you would strengthen him and you would heal him, God. I know that he's been under so much right now God and I've heard Lord that he's that he's he's tired God and Lord Jesus you know what it's like to have all of that pressure on your shoulders God because you bore it all God you bore it you bore all our shame you bore all our iniquity for us Lord to set us free and Lord right now our president is carrying a super heavy load Lord And we ask you, Lord, right now to strengthen him, to touch him, to strengthen his innermost being, most of all, God. Lord, we know that he knows you. We know that he loves you. We know that he's guided by you. We pray that you would surround him with people that would encourage him and strengthen him, God. Surround him, Lord, with with your angels of protection. We ask you, God, to protect him from every harm from every kind of attack from every form of evil that would come against him in the name of Jesus oh Jesus right now Lord we we just pray God that your will would be done Lord that your kingdom would come on this earth as it is in heaven And that we would rise above all of this fear 
all of these, all of this tyrannical uh, forces that have been brought against us, God. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And your church will prevail. Yes. Yes, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We will prevail in Jesus' name. And I would just say, as the Lord said to Moses, has the Lord's arm been shortened? Is he not capable? Has the Lord's arm been shortened? Now you shall see whether my word will befall you or not. And I believe that Jesus is, it, it would be saying to us this morning, keep your eyes on me and I will give you a peace that surpasses all understanding that will guard your heart and your mind. And we just thank you for that promise. In Jesus' name, together everybody said, Amen. We bless your name. We just bless you this morning. If anybody has a need, we're going to call the prayer team up here right now. But I just say, you be dismissed in the name of the Lord. Let his blessing be upon you. And may his face shine upon you as he gives you his peace.